getting that to, but I also added other stuff. I tried to put it on a chip drive, but I was too dumb to do it this morning, so I printed it. You know, it would be cool if we could do it the next little bit. I started out with these um, fears. There's ten of them. That's one, that's one. And there's the other ones. If you could just put those words up on the screen. And I've got three major Bible sections. Numbers 13, 25 to 33. And then after that, then after that will be uh, Then I give a little testimony myself. But after that, then we go to Matthew, that section. And then, and then, oh, then I do John 3, 1 to 17. And those are the three major ones that I wind up at the end with John 5, 24, 1 to Thank you. You can be back in. Thanks. Boy, this week everything went on. That carousel broke. A couple days we had a million. And then it's still broke. Hopefully it's going to be successful. And just, oh man, it's working for me. So the last couple nights I've been up for three hours. No worries, you got it. Huh? No worries, you got it. Thanks, man. Now the grumpy uh, guys in the, uh, so I think we did the chorus. what do you call it, the, the old grumpy guys are back. In the balcony, right. Yeah. Full strength. Full strength. <laughs> well, I, don't know about I tried to put my thingamajigger on a zip drive, but he was too dumb to do it, so I gave Dan a thing to... Are we dead on one side again? Looks like it. We'll hit the other breaker. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I didn't... It was on when I came in. When you're up there, can you turn on the TVs, please? Yes. How are you, sir? I'm all right. Wow, that good? That's exceptional for you.
for a couple weeks and the place turns into a mess. Yep. That's how it works. Well, at least it's consistent. All right, Angelo. Going down, Danny. Mm, not much. I don't believe that, but if you want to, if you want to say it, I guess I'll say okay. Known Danny for quite some time, and nothing much going on is. Start back at school either? No, this week. Are they doing the whole gotta wear masks and all that crazy stuff? Yep. Really? 
we went to Missouri, and uh, the uh, one of the meccas of uh, COVID. And, uh, they somehow forgot to tell the people in Missouri that there's a COVID outbreak. It's, they haven't noticed it yet. Silly. Nobody wears masks, Dan. I know. It's so much so that there were points where me and Katrina felt so uncomfortable because we're so brainwashed from living here that we felt like we had to go out and get our masks because there were so many people around us. <laughs> Not a bad idea. Like, talk about a tale of two cities. It was the best of times, it was the worst of times. Uh oh. Hey, girl. Can you print out my music? I can't. You can't. You can't. You
I usually just uh, turn it off. Actually, but I'm switching up the stage. I want to thank that here. grumpiness in life have you been doing? Did you guys go on vacation? I'm never grumpy. You're grumpy? He's never, never been grumpy, ever. He's the healthiest person I've ever met. Huh. I didn't say he wasn't happy. You, sir, have me confused with somebody else. There's a big difference between happy and grumpy. You can be grumpy and be perfectly happy. Do you know that? Anna, you can be grumpy and perfectly happy. You really can. Sometimes some of my best days are when I'm the grumpiest. Okay. Your dad will back me up on that. Yeah, Mr. Wells gets grumpy. I was grumpy yesterday.
Nancy has the okay to run. Yes, the doctor gave her the okay, and uh, he thinks the medicine may pump it. And it's doing its thing, and uh, although she's not driving yet, she's still a little nervous. And took two minutes. Anyway, so we hustle on that next week. <laughs> but she's a little, you know, she's taking a little bit of so she has a really good idea. So I take the weight, just take the trunk. And she's like, okay, do I need to do that? Trucks are easy to drive these days, so I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get out of here. Yeah, people still can't work. I think you should be given a test before you buy a car. You have to get a test you, before you get a motorcycle. They should make you park it in the parking lot with the other dealer before you drive it. You can't do that. You can't buy that truck. I come to the conclusion after watching so many people get a driver's license, you're really not actually safe driving. There's a lot of very I want to make people wear a helmet because a couple of people are just in the brain activity. And if you're going to be too active, we're not going to be active. Yeah, this is what it's also because we're going to have to do it. I have the kind of space to build such a thing. Yeah, like the more words make a prayer more effective. Right, yeah. Well, let's go ahead and look at the prayer Three D printer. Fun. Been messing around with it. What did you get? Huh? What printer did you get? He, Billy did. I didn't. But I would. Are you kidding me? Why would I print it? What did Billy get? I don't know. I love my three D printer. I wish it was a dual. Dual? You can have two printheads. Does it make it go faster? Um, no, it, so I can print with two different filaments at once. So my my thought was I bought one with two heads for the school and it's like a three thousand dollar printer that's never worked that day. Um, my my two hundred dollar is fantastic. What? My two hundred dollar is fantastic. But it was a build your own type printer. Some match produce junk. That's the baby Yoda thing. It is the way. <laughs> the Mandalorian. Yeah, Tori made us watch all the Mandalorians. I'm still really confused as to what the purpose of the Mandalorian is. I liked it. It's a lot of abstract. You're too old. You were already grown when it was coming out. The end. The end of the Mandalorian. 
I it just didn't like the ending. I didn't like seeing the ending. I mean, you get to see the guy's face for the second time, and then yeah. you get to see Yoda just whisks away, and then and then what? And then all of a sudden, we're brought to another episode of something new where now there's this really bad guy who's going to. Well, there's not going to be another one. No more Mandalorian. No. At least not with those actors. The girl got in trouble because she said something sensible. Oh. And then. The Mandalorian got in trouble because he said something. I think. Yeah, but they can get away with it because you can't see his face anyway. But he did show his face. Well, see, so that was one of the smart things is that they were not showing his face so they could easily replace him. Because then it doesn't matter. You ask for too much money, we hire a run. It doesn't matter. Disney knows what they're doing. driving time. So we did a 15 the first day and then we or like 14 the first day. Time to leave. Yeah. Less at like 2.30 in the morning. Well, because we have Laney, I wanted her to be able to sleep for a bunch of it. So I day of the week we, she had to be there uh, uh, Friday morning. So we left on Wednesday. And the thing was leaving really early is so we could put the 12 hours of driving in. Where do you go? We go up with 90 and then uh, I go out to maybe like end of Pennsylvania and head south? Yeah. Exactly. 
I know. We used to drive through New York, but it's just a pain. And you know what? It's 26 miles long. That's it. To go the whole New York through. And you make up the 26 miles in New York. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you say New York, you say New York City. Yeah, it's sitting in Connecticut and um, yeah, it's I never like those people from Connecticut anyways. People from Connecticut don't consider anything in New Haven West. Actually. They don't consider them Connecticut. That's New York. That's something I never heard before. You say you're a Yankees fan, you're not from Connecticut. If you say you're a Yankees fan, you're from or, or even worse, a Mets fan. Those people are really messed you up. Unmute. Let's see if we can. Yeah. Put a little music on. No music. No music. Why not? Close those windows and try to keep some cool in. Is the air conditioner broken? Can you hear me? Now I'm going to go up here. Just under the bolts. It's not broken. It's 90% of the air conditioner is not working. Is it working? The AC is not working, or is it? It can't work in this weather. You can't exchange the heat if there's nothing to exchange it into. It's so humid out, you can't exchange the heat. Somebody, my HVAC guy told me once, when you compress Freon, the transfer of energy is like 32 degrees or 38 degrees. What is the actual transfer of energy? I don't know. It was really good at Freon. It's worse now. It's only like 32 degrees with the new stuff. Yeah. So basically... But, but the new stuff isn't destroying the world. Freon is arguably one of the worst inventions of the 20th century. So, it's 32 degrees. So, He's like, so you gotta get your people to understand. When it's 100 degrees out, and you keep turning your condenser, I mean your air conditioner, down to 65, all you're doing is creating a block of ice. And you have to think about um, what the humidity is, because that 32 degrees is in perfectly warm dry air. That's even tougher. I'd love to find a, a, a slope chart to show people. Because I tell people, look, if it's 95 degrees out at 100%, you set your AC on 75. It's guaranteed never freeze. If you have to live with it at 70, there's a good chance you're But they never leave. And then they call me and say, it doesn't work. It does work. It's just hot out no, it doesn't work because it freezes up. It's frozen. I mean, mm -hmm. when, you, when you look at the side of the condenser where the copper plate goes in, and it looks like it's that much ice. It's frozen. Yep. 
uphill. And they're like, what do you do now? I said, well, if it looks like that out here in the heat, what do you think it looks like in the side? That's a big block of ice in here.
venom. venom. Thanks. Years, 13 years, 
Uh, so we know it's important. We know it's an important aspect of, of teens growing in their faith. So I want to encourage that. Um, if you know of any teens in the area, of course, invite them out. We, we have several teens that also invite a bunch of friends. So I think when we were doing this last, we were averaging around 16 to 15. So a pretty good night. And uh, so just want to make you aware of that. And this morning, you'll notice I don't have my lapel mic on. We're doing something a little bit different today. Long before there was a storm coming, by the way, at least coming this way, uh, I asked Mike Foose <laughs> to, to speak this morning. And uh, specifically asked him to speak. We're continuing in the same series, so he's not doing something different. We're continuing in this series, Move From To. And so we've been speaking about what we need to move from to. And last week, uh, if you were here, hopefully you were, but if you weren't here, the, uh, the topic was from absence to presence. And I'll let you go online and watch that. If you weren't here, you have to watch it. You just, you have to, it's a must. This is going to require homework for you. You will be quizzed next week. We won. Make sure that you watch that. And uh, you'll find out exactly why those who are here know exactly what I'm Did talking about. Anywhere? Uh, so, but yeah, this morning, I, again, before all of this thing happened, I discussed with, discussed with Mike going from fear to faith, going from fear to faith. And I think it's definitely an important topic as we're even talking about some of the things that are coming our way. But you're here. You're here in the, in the house of God together. That's awesome because you're not going to go fear. And so I've asked Mike to speak for us this morning. So Mike's going to come up. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and give him some applause. As he... Thank you. It's not me. Thank you. Thank you, but it's not me that needs the applause. It's our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that gets the applause. And what, a, what an incredible worship time we just had. Just praising God and, and focusing on we have no, nothing to fear. And just the peace of God with us. Like Philippians 4 says, may the peace of God be with you. And then later it says, and the God of peace is with you. That's incredible. It's kind of silly. From fear to faith. So what are you afraid of? seems like we're all afraid of something. Some of us are afraid of bugs. You know there's a name for that? It is... Step on. And entomophobia. <laughs> the fear of insects. Who would have thunk it? There are a lot of fears or phobias. For instance, the most common type of fear are social phobias. Fear of they are considered an anxiety disorder and include excessive self-consciousness. Is everybody looking at you? Excessive self-consciousness in social situations. Some people can fear being judged so much they avoid specific things like 
eating in front of others. I don't have that problem. <laughs> or going to church. That's another reason for us to love unconditionally and copy. Amen? Amen. Up to one in 20 people have this social phobia. So let's see. There's one, there's one, no, nobody here. But there's no sense of stopping there. Like, agoraphobia, the fear of open spaces. Or claustrophobia, the fear of enclosed spaces. There's acrophobia, that's the fear of heights. And this next one, I counted the letters, it's two-thirds of the alphabet. <laughs> Terrible I Googled it and played it so I could fit it. <laughs> anyway, that's the fear of flying. Why couldn't they just put that with the acrophobia, the fear of heights? Isn't it all the same? There is orphodidophobia. The fear of snakes. Well, Eve could use that one. Kynophobia. The fear of dogs. My wife and I don't have that, that's for sure. Many of you. We chuckle at these funny sounding phobia names and the odd fears that go with them. But fear is no children. But we can all overcome fear. By faith, we can overcome fear. I often think of Joshua and Caleb. They had the faith to overcome fear. They were two of the twelve scouts God told Moses to send out. They saw that the land was indeed flowing with milk and honey. They even brought back a cluster of grapes. So large, it took two of them to carry it on a pole. And they brought back other things, uh, pomegranates and such, and figs. And that's all in Numbers 13, no, Numbers 13 and 23. But also in Numbers 13, verses 25 through 33, is the scouting report. After exploring the land for 40 days, the men returned to Moses, Aaron, and the whole community of Israel at Kadesh. In the wilderness of Paran, they reported to the whole community what they had seen and showed them the fruit they had taken from the land. And this was their report to Moses. We entered the land you set us to explore and it is indeed bountiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey. Here is the kind of fruit it produces, but the people, but the people living there are powerful, and their towns are large and fortified. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. The Amalekites live in the Negev, the Hittites, Jebusites, and Amorites live in the hill country. The Canaanites live along the coast of the Mediterranean 
see and along the Jordan Valley. But Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. Excuse me. Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. Let's go at once and take the land, he said. We can certainly conquer it. But the other men who had explored the land with him disagreed. We can't go up against them. They're stronger than we are. So they spread the bad, the bad report about the land among the Israelites. The land we traveled through and explored will devour anyone that goes to live there. All the peoples we saw were huge. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. Next to them, we felt like grasshoppers. And that's what they thought, too. Wow. Our God is bigger than that. Have they forgotten? It's hard to believe, isn't it? All 12 of these scouts, heads of their clans, were there when God, through Moses, inflicted plagues on Egypt, led them through the Red Sea on dry ground, fed them with manna, produced water from rock, and gave them victory over those that opposed them. Well, what have you done for me lately, Lord? Only two of the 12 had faith in God, knowing he would provide if they just followed his directive. Ten, let fear overcome them. Despite having seen what God can do, they spread that fear throughout the people. Wow. As unbelievable as that seems, don't we find ourselves afraid and forgetting to put our eyes back on Jesus. Fear. Fear leads to confusion. As the ten confused the whole camp. Faith. Faith leads to confidence. As Joshua and Caleb had faith in God and were confident in God keeping his promises. Well, God punished the doubters, making them wander in the wilderness forty years until the entire generation had died off. Not Joshua and Caleb, however. At the end of that forty years, in their eighties, they were as strong and youthful as they were before the forty-year wait, and entered. They entered the promised land. Fear is when our eyes are fixed on circumstances, worldly problems. Boy, the music this morning just took our eyes off those circumstances. It was just wonderful. The power of God, worshiping God. I had a great experience this week while preparing for this. I was torn away from my news junkie self, watching the TV, to spending more time in the Word with God. 
Yeah, no. I'd like to say I spend a lot of time in the Word of it. I do, but not like I should. Why? Just reading and studying His Word made my week. I think I'm going to turn off that news program. Wow. Yeah, fear is when our eyes are fixed on circumstances and worldly problems. Faith is when our eyes are fixed on Jesus. Amen. I know circumstances and problems can cloud our vision, but we must raise our eyes above that cloud to God, then he will show us through the circumstances and the from fear to faith, give your fears to God. You may still feel afraid. Just keep looking toward the Lord. He will help you build your faith through it. I have a personal testimony. Almost 10 years ago, maybe 10 years this uh, Christmas, and all through next spring, almost 10 years ago, I was. I was very afraid. I was facing an emergency operation that would leave me wearing a colostomy bag. And I know I wouldn't be the only one that's ever had to do that. But it was in dire shape and I may never get rid of it. I was scared then. Although God's timing is perfect. This was on a Late Wednesday afternoon, when the doctor was in there prepping me for the 5 o'clock operation, the 5 a.m. operation the next day. I asked him if I were to improve greatly overnight, could this emergency operation be put off, postponed? And would he check me in the morning before they did it? before they rolled me into the operating room, just to make sure. He rolled his eyes, but he agreed. So I called my pastor, and I called the pastor of another church that I was active with, called my parents as, you know, they were going that evening to the church, I pretty much grown up in, in, in my hometown in northern Michigan. So I had at least three churches at their prayer meetings lifting me up. Nancy was praying. I was praying. She was there with me in the room because at Mass General and there was a room that had a couch. She was able to stay there and uh, even eat there. So the doctor, in his almost chuckling at my request, agreed. And he came in before 5 a.m. to check me out, basically pushing on my guts and seeing if I screamed bloody murder. And he did it, and I didn't scream. Not because I was faking it, I couldn't have. And he postponed that operation and was able to postpone it 
until I was able to heal enough. I still needed an operation, but heal enough to do a regular operation, not an emergency situation all inflamed. Where was I? I wrote, wrote this all down. <laughs> faith brought me through the fear and built my faith much stronger. And now let's turn to Matthew 14, verses 22 31. I like the way it starts out. Immediately after this, what, this operation? No. Immediately after, Jesus had fed the 5,000, which all those men had families, it was probably 15 or 20,000, with a few loaves and a few small fish. Um, so immediately after that, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back in the boat and cross to the other side of the lake. While he sent the people home, while he sent them home, after sending them home, he went up to the hills by himself to pray. Wow, is prayer important? Jesus sneaks away from everybody up into the hills to pray, to pray to his Father. Jesus when we pray to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost who maintains us. Jesus went up to the hills to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble, far away from land, for a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, Oh, it's a ghost! Man, don't they remember lunch from the day before? <laughs> it's a ghost. Hear that? Fear. Fear leads to confusion. They didn't even know what they were looking at. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I am here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, he's still hedging his bet, if, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. There it is, faith. Faith that leads to confidence. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side over the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the heavy waves, he was terrified. And he began to sink. Oh no, there it is again. Fear. Eyes on the circumstances and the problems. It's scary out there. Save me, Lord! He shouted. Save me. Boy, if that isn't one of the most powerful prayers. No flower in language. No um, deep theological thought. Save me, Lord! I hope we have, we've all prayed that. I hope if you haven't, you will. 
Save me, Lord. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? Faith, keeping our eyes on Jesus and not the waves. When they climbed back in the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshipped him. You really are the Son of God, they exclaimed. I don't know how they picked that up earlier, but at least they picked it up. You really are the Son of God. Let's look at another example of fear leading to faith. I hope this is a familiar passage to y'all. And if it isn't, look it up. We have Gospels of John in the foyer. Um, grab one and read this. It's, it's great. John 3, verses 1 through 17. There was a man named Nicodemus, a Jewish religious leader who was a Pharisee. A Pharisee. Those are the guys Jesus was always dumping on. And they doubted him. They wanted to get rid of him. They wanted to kill him because he was pouring into their visits. Um, and if you remember, Paul was a Pharisee um, arresting Christians and persecuting Christians. Paul, as, as a chief Pharisee, But God struck him down and converted him. And then he became the Apostle Paul, whom we all know and love. The one who gave us that passage out of Philippians 4 about the peace of God and God. Peace. Well, there was this man, Nicodemus, a Jewish religious leader who was a Pharisee. After dark one evening, why at night? Fear. Fear someone would see him. I mean, he's a Pharisee. He can't be seen, seen cohorting with this Jesus guy. We came to speak with Jesus. Rabbi, he said, we all know that God has sent you to teach us. Your miraculous signs are evidence that God is with you. He is trying to see Jesus, but still fearful and confused. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. What do you mean? exclaimed Nicodemus. How can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? Confused? Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. Yes, through 
So don't be surprised when I say you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it wants, just as you can hear the wind, but you can't tell where it comes from or where it is going. So you can't explain how people are born of the Spirit. How are these things possible? Nicodemus asked. Jesus replied, You are a respected Jewish teacher, and you don't understand these things? They're all right there, all through the Old Testament, the Jewish writings. Christ is there if they were to look, but they have a different idea of what this Messiah would be. So they miss it completely. And Jesus says, I assure you, we tell you what we know and have seen, and you won't believe our testimony. But if you don't believe me when I tell you about earthly things, how can you possibly believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ever gone to heaven and returned, but the Son of Man has come down from heaven. As Moses lifted up the bronze snake on a pole in the wilderness, there's another from fear to faith example. You can read it in Numbers 21.89. That's your homework quiz next week. But just as Moses lifted up the bronze snake on a pole in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, so that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. For this is how God so loved he gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but will have eternal life. God sent his Son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. So you see, Nicodemus went from fear to faith. And we know that because he did speak up for Jesus amongst the Pharisees. And then they said, oh, what, you believe him too? And he was there to honor and help bury Jesus when he was taken off the cross. I would like to leave you with one final thought. Watch the world. One final thought. One of my favorite verses It's John 5, 24. I tell you the truth, those who listen to my message and believe in God who sent me have eternal life. They will never be condemned for their sins, but they have already, already passed from death into life. If you have Christ within you, you have already, you're already passed from death to life. And Satan can't take it away. He'll try. My prayer is that we all walk from fear to faith. If anyone here hasn't made that trip, Please do it today. 
I hope that simple prayer, God, save me. It's as simple as that. It's not just words. It's just wanting Christ in your life. Confessing your sins to him and asking him to come into your life. And then, that's when life gets real good. Doesn't mean riches and honor and fame, but it gets good. Even through these things that we're supposed to be afraid of. In all those phobias, I think I missed the one that the phobia about afraid of storms. With Andre going around. But what we're afraid of. Through Christ, it just fades away. So I urge any of you that don't know Christ this morning to come to Christ. Come from fear into faith. Dear God in heaven, we love you so. We thank you so. Although there is things in this life, calamities, things going wrong, things we can't explain or even understand. But the God of peace is in us. We love you so much. And yes, this morning we do want to lift up all the people in Haiti Seems they haven't dug up from the last one. They can hit bad again. And the people around the world that are being persecuted for their faith, Lord God. And yes, the situation in Afghanistan, Bless those people. Americans, Afghanis, Taliban. Speak to all of them, Lord God. Be with all of them. Change their hearts. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for our salvation in your Son, Jesus Christ, that died on the cross for us. To enable us to walk boldly through this world and profess his name. Not being afraid to speak up because you're a Christian. But confident. That we went from fear to faith. Hold us in your arms, Lord God. Like the song said earlier, and the man approached Jesus about his daughter, said, I have faith, but please increase my faith. Increase our faith, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. In the wonderful name of Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Mike. And very, very good. And I just want to encourage you. You know, there's so much in this world to be fearful of. And you can watch the news and it won't take long. Um, but God's calling us to a different standard, you know, to go from that fear to faith. You know, and, and to truly trust, just like what we sang in some of the songs today, that we're trusting that He's the God of miracles. The world can be shaken around us, but we are always anchored in Him. 
Let's let, let's everybody just stand as we prepare to leave and thank you. Let's let's give Michael some applause. Very timely, I think, for what we're dealing with. But let's uh, let's just pray as we uh, leave this place. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you, Lord, that we do not have to live in fear. But we can live in confidence because of who you are, not because of who we are. So, Lord, in the world where there's so much fear of the things going on, whether you're talking about pandemic or hurricanes or other things, Lord, we choose to live differently. We don't want to go along with the crowd and just be like everyone else. Lord, you've called us to live differently. And so this morning I pray for those that are struggling with fear, that right now in this moment, your word says that when, when we, instead of worrying, we should pray. Lord, so let's, let's stop the worry. Let's stop the fear. Let's pray confidently in your word because we trust you. When bad things happen, we still trust you. When things around us seem to be going all over the place, we still trust you. We declare our trust in you. We still have faith. And this morning, I'm praying, as we say even today, that you would let that faith arise in us, that we would not be paralyzed by fear, but even now, Lord God, that you would give us the faith that we need to step forward confidently in everything that you've called us to do. We thank you for that today. Go with us as we leave this place, Lord. Keep us all safe. We pray, Father, that you would continue to do that, uh, to be show yourself faithful to every one of us. And Lord, we do uh, pray your blessing over every person here, over those watching online that maybe couldn't make it in today. We thank you for all that you are. And we leave this place, Lord God, knowing that your presence goes with us. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Have a great Sunday. We'll see you next week. Yeah, well, I'm not sure. No, but I thought you were looking at another. Are you just